Hey everybody, how you doing? It's Brooklyn Pride Festival Day. We are so excited to be here with you on Queer State of Mind live on Radio Free Brooklyn. It is 12.02 here in our studio in Bushwick. We'll be joining Seydoux live at the festival in just a moment. And it has been a weekend because we just got, we really, I mean, I feel like I just went to bed. And we just, well, not really, but we just had an amazing party yesterday. We broadcasted ah, live from amazing. the uh, um, HF Pharmacy uh, in Brooklyn. We have a great partnership with AIDS Healthcare Foundation, the mm-hmm. HF Pharmacy, and they brought us out to broadcast from their pre Pride party, and it was fabulous. We had such a good time. Shout out to them. Thank you so much for having us there. And we will be. Bringing you that, you can check out all of that fun. We'll be putting it online later this weekend so you can check it out and listen. It was a good time, girl. Did you have a good time? I sure in the hell did. Yes, I, sure I got did. my entire yeah. life together. I, I was working me on that social, though. I was. Yeah, you I were. You were way. doing it. You were doing it. If you checked out our feeds, they were much more active than they normally are because <laughs> um, Ms. Duran was putting her magic. You know, we're going to have to have her do that more often. Yes, my black queen. You know, yes, yes. So it is Brooklyn Pride. Can you believe it? Like, we have been waiting for this time, for all this time. And now it's here. For a minute. For a minute. This is going to be my first Brooklyn Pride. So I'm very excited about it. Yeah. I'm nervous because I don't don't trust Ori and say, dude, fully. I don't know what these bitches going to get me into today, but Uh -uh. we'll see. (laughs) You are silly. Yes, yes, I'm ready for it though. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it, girl. I'm ready. For yes. It. Uh, well, it should be a good time. We're gonna be from the festival. Um, we are gonna have Sadie in just a moment. Yes. We're gonna bring you all of the madness that's down there. And then, if you want to come join us at Brooklyn Pride, we'll all be hanging out down on Fifth Street at Fifth Avenue. Um, mm-hmm. Being real, holding court. You know how we do. So, yeah, it should be a fun time. It should be a fun time. I am going to get you started with one of the entertainers that's going to be playing at Brooklyn Pride. We're going to have a interview with Nia and Ness. They are a lesbian black couple mm-hmm. that performs poetry and dance. Like they create these pieces and they're just amazing. And talking to them was such a great experience. And I'm going to share that interview with you. We're going to connect with Sadu and he's going to give us all the tea down at the festival. And it's going to be a great couple of hours. So let's get it off with some music. It's time for a little bit of sound. Yes, I think we need this. So we'll be right back on Queer State of Mind. Let's dive in the pool. to make to each and every one of you here tonight. 
Welcome back to Queer State of Mind live on Radio Free Brooklyn. And we are now joined live by Sadu, who is at the Brooklyn Pride Festival at Park Slope. Hey, girl. Wow. How hey, you baby, doing? What's going on? Yes. Honey, I'm all right. I finally made it here. Oh. MTA was <laughs> giving you the business this morning. She was giving me the business. I look, you know what? I said, it takes 30 minutes to get you from my house with the bus and train. I leave by 1030. I get there by 11. I can set up, get me a little snack. She said, bitch, no, that's not what you're going to do today. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you're going to do. <laughs> you're going to get there after 12, and we're going to have an accident. We're going to make sure you... Did you get caught on that yeah. accident at Lafayette and um and Beth? Yeah, so what you call the one had to big the whole There's like yeah. three buses and I don't even know what actually hit something. Like it just seemed like it was just I don't know people standing around. Yeah. Right. And the gag was the gag was the fact that every time we went down the street to try to turn, every fucking street was a one way street. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like you had three one way streets in a row. Uh, uh-uh. <laughs> right. I am here, you know. You know, I'm here on location, you know. Um, Kyrie will be joining us in a minute. She, too, is having the transportation problems, honey. Girl, the transportation so, you know, gets everybody. And she coming from far. Mm-hmm. She coming from uptown. She, she crossed borough and shit. And she's paid it, too. So, you know, she's going to look like a freak the whole time on that train, bitch. You know. Uh-huh. But what what you going to do, honey? Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, this is, a, this is time. This is what, what we got to do. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Well, we have a full show plan. We're going to check back with Seydu later on. Yeah, please do. And we are going to listen to one of the entertainers that is going to be performing at Brooklyn and Brooklyn Pride, Nia and Ness. They are a couple located here in Brooklyn, and they are bringing something different to the stage, and I am excited to check it out later today. So let's hear a little bit from Nia and Ness here on Queer State of Mind at Radio free brooklyn and hopefully you'll come out and check us out at the festival we'll be there all night and we'll be in the parade so come and visit us it'll be a good time we'll be right back all right you're listening to queer state of mind on radio free brooklyn and we are joined by phone with nia and ness they're going to be performing on the ninth street stage at brooklyn pride nia ness thanks so much for joining us on the show thank you for having us so Tell me first what your act is. What are you going to be bringing to the stage at Brooklyn Pride? Well, we are a dancer poet duo based in Brooklyn, New York. So we'll be bringing that to the stage. All of our work is based off off of our personal experiences as black lesbian women who are out in New York. So we'll be sharing two of our pieces on the stage, one called Open Wounds and the other called Blind Spot. Um, and both of those pieces dive deeply into our relationships, our insecurities, our strengths, our, our stories for the black queer women. Yeah. After that. I mean, really, that's just what it is, you know, we're in a committed relationship. Um, and, yeah, we talk uh, specifically about our skin tones. So, Leah is a dark-skinned woman. I'm a lighter-skinned woman. Um, we talk about some of the disconnects we have with our skin tones in terms of um, our conversations, our communication. We also talk about the fact that Nia is a feminine presenting, two androgynous presenting uh, person, and I'm a more masculine presenting person. So that also brings up, um, you know, some issues sometimes in our relationship. Uh, yes, some questions, definitely. <laughs> so there are a few different dynamics there. You talked about um, shade, skin tone. You talked about um, kind of 
I, I, you know, gender presentation and those dynamics. Um, we're in an interesting time right now, and later on, I, I want to talk about the politics. Um, but let's, you know, focus on on the 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 art. Now, you're a dancer poet duo. How yeah. do you take? I want to give the listeners a minute to kind of absorb <laughs> that because I I got to see a little bit on YouTube, and I think it's amazing to kind of see how these two intertwine, but can you talk about the process of intertwining poetry and dance, which really isn't, isn't new. It's been going on for a long time. now. Right. Yeah, I definitely agree. I feel like what we do because we are in a relationship because we're with each other a lot. Um, it's a lot about our connection. Um, our artistic process is very interesting because we're always together. Our, process stuff that's really separate. Like I go and research movement and figure out what I want to say with my body. Ness will go and start writing different drafts of the poetry and whatnot. And then after we feel like we have something really solid, we come back together, show each other what we have, and then we really build the piece from there. And I think it also it starts off with a conversation. Yeah. You know, I think that's the most important thing. So we talk about the issues that we want to um show in our work and we have to have these deep, deep, sometimes really difficult conversations to, you know, bring those things out. Um, but yeah, I think sometimes it's difficult because, uh, like, being a poet and, you know, working with words, I'm very much in my head and Mia is very much in her body when it comes to, you know, We should actually state who the dancer and oh, the poet is. Yeah. We didn't say that. <laughs> um, this is Mia speaking and I am the dancer. And this is Ness and the poet. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you for doing that. Um, it, 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 it came out through the interview. You could kind of tell me too. Um, but yeah, I, I appreciate that. So this is kind of a manifestation of your relationship. Would that be mm -hmm. fair to say? So yeah. how does the performance kind of reflect where you are in your relationship? You know, I think about my relationship and we have ups and downs just like any couple. Um, how does that come out in the in the dance and in the poetry? We, I feel like we're a very intimate and intense couple. Um, and that comes off when we perform because the connection we have, we talk about it all the time, we performed in other settings with different people. It's never been that kind of connection that we have together when we perform. It's nothing like it. Um, we always try to make sure that even if we're not like, on the best of terms that day, <laughs> yeah. we always make sure we settle our issues before we perform because we don't want that to show in our work. So we always make sure we're on good terms. Um, sometimes it's difficult because we allow – we're really open people, I feel like, and the struggles we go through on a daily basis as a black lesbian couple, we allow that into our work. And we show that when we perform. And it's a hard process sometimes, like feeling those feelings and being in your body and being in those memories and in those feelings. But we feel like it has to happen for the work as well as it's also a healing process. I feel like all of our work has been a really large step in our healing process as women, as teachers, yeah. as lesbians, as black people, just yeah. all of that. So, yeah, I feel like our relationship is a huge, huge part of all of that and we allow people to really see who we are as a couple when we perform yeah i mean definitely i know that during the performances there are times when i'll remember certain things that happened in our relationship mm -hmm. like 
earlier that day, arguments you might have had or you know, deep conversations you might have had or things that have happened to you when I've been right next to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that will definitely drive, you know, a lot of the energy and the emotion that comes out. Yeah. You know, now thinking about what you've said and now kind of putting together that for example, you know, you may be having those struggles, but then you get to work it out in the art and then you get to perform right. it and then you kind of get to put it out there and then you get to move forward. It's almost yeah. like built-in therapy somewhat. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to like reduce yeah. it, but that's kind of cool. That, that yeah. is kind of cool. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> when you're going through that creative process, um, you know, central to both, you know, kind of spoken word sometimes and, and definitely dance is music. So how do you how do you select music? How do you integrate music? Do you have similar musical styles or tastes um, that influence you? Um, I feel like always music we choose, we love. Yeah. But like sometimes our musical style, musical like preferences, like personally are different and similar at the same time. Um, normally I'm the one who uh, finds the music mostly because like my dancing is so heavily influenced by the music and this is poetry um and then like what sometimes I'll do is like I'll find like several songs that I think will work for the piece and then that's how I'll sit down and group them together and like we haven't had like a disagreement on music which has been awesome like yeah. normally like I'll have a selection of like like five songs and there's one of my favorite secretly but I won't say which one it is <laughs> being her favorite too. I'm like, oh, this is great. This is perfect. Um, and also now for we're having our first evening length show, um, August eleventh and twelfth. Mm-hmm. And we're actually working with a musician, his name is Garrett Miller, to create the work, um, create the music for that entire hour and twelve minute piece. Um, so that's an awesome process working with him and creating music solely for our work. Yeah. It's just a, awesome experience I, agree. I, agree. I don't have too much to add I'm curious <laughs> to know more about that experience of creating like a full length piece you know an hour and ten minutes um, what is what are the differences in, in coming up with that um, as opposed to some of the work you've done previously I think figuring out what's too much or too little um, figuring out order um making sure that we're both happy because it's like <laughs> we're both creating this. It's not like one of us is the one creating it and the other one is just, like, not just, but is a dancer or the writer or something. It's like this is our piece. Um, and I've never personally, we neither one of us ever worked on a huge project like this with somebody else um, or personally. Right. Um, so it's like going through that journey together has been interesting, fun, hard sometimes. Yeah. Because um, we see things very differently sometimes. So it's like figuring out how to come together, find like a happy medium where like, and also doing what's important and right for the work. Yeah. Yeah. I like it too because I feel like with a lot of our pieces, like I've heard people say, you know, we don't want them to end. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's so much that we want to talk about that it's hard to confine it to one piece or even two pieces yeah. or three pieces. And um, it's nice to bring everything together and have that time and that space listeners that will be hopefully coming out to see you on the stage this weekend what 
do you want them to feel when they see you, when they hear um, the words? What do you want the audience to experience? What do you hope they experience? I hope they feel empowered. I hope that they feel like they're not alone um, in some of the feelings they might have day by day. Um, you know, being an out lesbian couple, black lesbian couple, we, we deal with a lot in terms of stares, you know, uh, comments, brushes people brushing past you, against you. Um, we've dealt with some physical assault. Um, and it's just, it's really hard. And I want other people that might be dealing with those issues to know that they have support, that they can, you know, I know it sounds cheesy, but like overcome, like they can, they have people that are, that are also going through it and we're going to get through this together. It's not easy. It's not going to be easy, but we're going to do it. We have no other options. Um, so I hope that this really gives them strength and gives them empowerment to be able to to do that every day. Also, we want like people to share their own stories as well. We hope that our our work is so 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 vulnerable, um, and sometimes it's really scary to perform our work because it's so vulnerable. But because we do so, I feel like people can really like find their own stories within our within our stories and. We hope people will share theirs as well. Yeah. Awesome. I want to deep get deeper into the conversation about the work, especially in this time, you know, in, in this administration and where we are um, fighting for civil rights on various different levels. And I also want to talk more about um, here being in Brooklyn and some of those things you experienced and how they do drive your creative process. Um, so we're going to do that in the next part of this interview, uh, which for you listening will be on Saturday morning. Um, so Nia and Ness, I want you to tell our listeners where they can see you on Saturday afternoon um, when they come to the Brooklyn Pride Festival. The, uh, at 355, we'll be on the Night Street stage. Um, it is on Night Street and Fifth Avenue. And yeah, come, come and uh, <laughs> say hi. Yeah, definitely say, say hi. hi to us. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna bring some merch. We're gonna have some T-shirts, um, panties that we're gonna sell. Um, maybe mugs. Yes. Y- y'all selling <laughs> panties? Wait, y'all selling? Pa- yes. 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 All right. All right. <laughs> A lot of our work started off, we started creating it in our bedroom, mm-hmm. and we, we rehearsed in our underwear sometimes, yeah. so we were like, why not sell underwear? I love it. I love it. Panties. I'm going to have to pick me up some of them panties. Not that I'm going to wear them, but I might just, I don't know, make them art or something. <laughs> yes. You're listening to Queer State of Mind live on Radio Free Brooklyn. We are joined live by Sadu, who is at the Pride Festival yeah, in Park Slope. Hey, girl. Up, honey, our little, uh, I'm hey girl, uh, Miss Thing just showed up, honey. So Did she? we are here. Yeah. Yes, girl. Hey, Miss so Carrie, how you doing? Hold on one second. Oh, hello. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. You know, the sun is out. People can see my makeup. It's a scary sight, but y'all should come out and see it. Oh, yes. Oh, you can't paint it, girl. Oh, Lord. Yes. Oh, that shows I really love you. I took the train all the way from Harlem, painted the Oh, my goodness. She did. She trekked across boroughs and shit to come down for us. Yes. Well, I'm sure you look gorgeous. I can't wait to see. 
Well, I'm just happy it's a radio show, girl. I'm going to tell the listeners I'm oh. stunning. Just imagine <laughs> a movie star standing here on the streets of Brooklyn. Yes. He is giving you a fantasy, girl. Mother is hip. Damn. <laughs> Nightmares can be fantasies, girl. Honey, we <laughs> have had, we all kind of worse for wear. It's really good day, Pete. Yes. We had a rough night last night. We all kind of worse for wear. Uh, girl, when did you get uh, home? Uh, Girl, I took that um, uh, uh, Uber with Jimmy, so I got home, we dropped him off, and then we dropped me <laughs> off. We was wasted, girl. I was gone. Yes, honey. I like woke I said. Up this morning like, um, <laughs> ah. Uh-huh, <laughs> like, wait, uh-huh. wait, we got to do another show? Hold on. <laughs> girl, I, wait a minute, girl. You're such a gag. I got a, a text from Lifted like, you did not come for your lift. We'll cover it this time. I said, where did I call Lift? Oops. Oh, shit. Well, that's Oops, nice to Lift. Funny. Because usually well, they charge you $10. Car, you, know, you know, when Jimmy said get in the car, girl, and I ran on over there, honey. You know, fine, like, fuck this lift. And like, fuck this lift. That's the drunk queer discount lift gives for Pride Weekend. Every faggot gets one trip they can miss. Well, because you know, and, and one only. And that is really useful, right? Because you know, you might be out and about and you having a good time and you call your lift because you're like, well, I'm ready to kick it on home. But then you run into a bitch, right? And you're like, bitch, hey, girl, how you doing? And you got to go to another bar kick it with this bitch that you just see. So you didn't have to cancel uh, the lift because. That's why we did that one time. Remember, bitch, it was three o'clock in the morning. Uh-huh. I was coming from a bar. I ran to Orange Street. Hey, bitch, let's go to a bar. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly. How it happened. I think I actually I did that last weekend. Yes, sure did. Was coming from a meeting or last, see? anybody, you know. It's convenient. Yeah. It's convenient, but I got charged that time. It wasn't Pride weekend. So tell us what it's like down there. What's going on? Is there a lot of people? Well, tell us about the scene. Miss, I'll let Miss Ankari describe it for you. Yes. Well, you know the children are out early. It is so cute. We have the we have families walking around now. The early crowd, but there are some cute men sprinkled in between. Some pretending. I'm looking at cute children, but really checking out men behind them. Oh it's yeah. Well, you know the girl. men's factor is always the most important. Well, I mean, you know, if you're into the men's, if you're into the women's, you know, it's the women's, if you're into the gender, because whatever you're into, you know, you get a mix of everything at Pride. That's what I love about it. Beautiful people. Yes, yes. Inside and out, but mostly out, because that's what I'm looking for. Right, right. And so we know that, like, Brooklyn Pride is really family-oriented, so I'm sure that there are lots of kids and families there, and it's really a part of the Park Slope community. You know, it's like a community Pride festival. Everybody comes out. Yeah. And I'm getting compliments, honey. Oh, yeah. she's real fresh out here. Honey. Yes. 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 Honey. She, she got her nails on everything. Mother got a sensible pop. Oh, <laughs> love it. Love it. She's giving daytime. I am yes. here for yes. it. It's absolutely wonderful. It's wonderful. You know, we're probably going to walk around in a minute when everything's together and see who we can talk to, but, and just say hello, but everything's good here. The festival's wonderful so far. Yeah. You know, I finally got my cocktail. Praise the Lord. Ooh. Oh, you got your cocktail. That's good, though. So, so Eddie's there. Shout out to Eddie. Did he come through with, with the drink? Yes, Eddie came, Justin came through, honey. Yeah. She's been working in the background this whole time. Yeah. All right. All right. Make it happen here. Yes. Yes. We got our visuals up. Is your tent there, girl? You know, there was a tent. Oh, girl, I got a tent. I got me a piece of shade, not just the one I'm carrying around. Yeah. Oh, you're right. I'm going to say, you already. They doing us right this year. Shout out to Brooklyn Pride. Thank you so much. Hey, Billy, good girl. I'm sorry, Duran, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I am wonderful. You enjoying the studio? Yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) I was just getting ready to say, do you hate me right now, bitch? (laughs) That was a good piece of shade launched right there. Don't hate on me. That was a good piece of shade. 
Listen, I did the social last night. That's the least you can. I'm kidding. You do a lot, girl. You do a lot. I will give you that. I can't this is a team I can't even shave. effort. It is, and I can't even shade you on that. Putting on this show is a team effort. We got to do it or do it. Big. So, Lori Ben, uh, Ori Ben never uh, questioned that we love him. Uh, well, you know. So, we talked about this a little bit last night, but, you know, we didn't get to really dig into it. And I'm not going to dig much into it today, but people are still reeling from this James Comey interview. And I'm just so, at this point, it's like, what direction do we need to take as a country? Like, what, I, I feel like it's kind of like out of our hands. All these things are out of our hands, but we're seeing them unfolding. And it's, I don't know, it's like America's reality television, which is not a really good thing. No. Yeah. Well, because we got a reality television uh, persona as a president. Mm-hmm. Honey, you know, I would let Cara give her opinion about comedy. Now that her fans gone, honey, she's over here entertaining her fans, girl. Yes, she got she's a popular you know? girl. Right. Listen, when you're a nine-foot-tall woman, people come up to you and say hello. So I was just telling her all about the joys of Brooklyn Free Radio. Let me tell you. Yeah. Radio Free Brooklyn. I'm yes. a little dyslexic, girl. One or the other. <laughs> it works. It works. So we girl, just got free in it. I'm there, okay? At free. Hey, hey. We all like a little free. We all yeah, like a little free. Yes, honey. So you can come out to the Brooklyn Pride Festival. It's going on right now until later this evening. And then we're going to have the parade. I believe that kicks off at 730. And it's going to be a good old damn time. We're going to be down there uh, all day long. So come visit us. And we got some music for you. And later on in the show, we're going to play the rest of our interview from Nia and Ness. And we're also going to have Seydu and Miss Kari checking in at Brooklyn Pride, getting some people, talking to some people, letting us know what's going on. So let's play a little bit of music, get in the Pride spirit. You're listening to Queer State of Mind, our Brooklyn Pride live special here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am.
sure to take queer minded with you wherever you go subscribe to our feed at radioqueerminded.com slash qsom 
or find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and other popular podcast networks. Just search for Radio Queer Minded. Now, let's get back in a queer state of mind. Hi. We are back here at Brooklyn Pride, child. The kids are getting turned out. So, you know, cars on over there. I'm going to walk over here and just see, you know, who I can talk to as I, you know, walk on by here. And we also have Justin here. Justin, say hi to the people on air. Hello, everybody. How are everybody doing today? They're doing all right, honey. They can't. They just have to imagine us here. Let's see what they have. Ooh, Carly just wanted to visit the lesbians. We're back online, honey. I'm back online, girl. We're back live, honey. So we're going to, she's trying to fix our little poster over here. Thank you, Jesus. And we're going to have to, you know, I'm going to walk around a little bit with you. Yeah, so, I mean, it is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful festival. Get down here. We are on 5th and Looks like we might have lost Seydu on the call. We'll join him live back in just a moment at Brooklyn Prize. Sometimes technology don't work in your favor. You got to get back on the air. So we mm-hmm. will join her in just a moment. Yes. Duran, tell me about, because you were at the party yesterday. And uh-huh. there were, you know, there was a good mix of people. It was a good environment. We had Harmonica Sunbeam there. We did. Tell me a little she bit about that environment. Um, it was, it was, it was, like you said, very, very diverse. Um, I saw a lot of melanin, a lot of different tones of melanin there and everything. And yeah, I, I was a little bit focused on doing social and stuff like that. So I really didn't get to move around to after. And I won't talk about after too much. But during the party, yes, there was a, a great mix of people. We had a great mix of interviews and everything. And yeah, but you know, like I, I did have my head down for a moment there doing, um, social social media um shout out to say do for all the music that he provided uh honestly i technically provided the music because there's a part of my gay after bracket but she did put it together in a playlist for us and yeah i have i had a lot of fun socializing the the content that we produced um um produced last night yeah so uh yeah um we're, 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 in the, we're in the process of uh, reconnecting with our uh, with our people at uh, BK Pride and Ginger's Bar, and they'll be back on the air in a moment. But yes, girl, the party the party last night was lit. You know, I was I was jamming along, but you know, like my fingers were moving at the same time. I had to focus. I had to make sure there was no um, grammatical errors in the in the. You content. know, we can't have no grammatical errors in our, in our <laughs> social presence. So right, Sadu is right. joining us back. You know, Miss Bryce had to drop us down a little bit, but now she back. Hey, girl, how's it going down there? Hi, how you doing? Girl, my husband just walked up. Oh, yes. Hi, say hello, London. Say hello to everyone. Hello, everyone. How are you? Hi. So who is this new husband? Is this a new husband or a husband I've met previously? He's going to be joining us on July 8th. July 8th, they're going to be joining us um, with the organization. What's your organization again? So we're Project Achieve at at the New York Blood Center. Yes, so, yes. Awesome. We do biomedical and behavioral research for HIV prevention. Yes, so yes. they're going to be joining us in July 8th to discuss all of that. Um, and, you know, we just came by to say hi. Just when I came by, I'm like, what, what you drinking, honey? Some Kool-Aid? <laughs> Quote, unquote, Kool-Aid. Oh. Oh, okay. Oh, my. So regular cranberry because we can't, you know, he can't be on the air, you know. Playing my drinking on the job, you know. <laughs> you guys have a, a booth or a tent here somewhere? 
we have those booths um, on 3rd Street and 9th Avenue. Okay, they're on 3rd Street and 9th Avenue. They have a tent over there, so you guys have to go and check them out. They're wonderful. You know, last year, not last year, last week, they were handing out comrades for the kids, you know, but, you know, so. Kari, girl, we got to get back to you here to see what's going on, you know. So, this, what the lesbians say? Oh, well, hey. So I was at Ginger's with the lovely lesbian bartenders, and, girl, that place is so cute, and they are so friendly. And Brooklyn Pride is just all about friendly, beautiful people. I love it. I love it. What's going on in Ginger's? Is it Pat, girl? Oh, you know people are stopping in for their, uh, their early afternoon shots before they jump back out into the festivities. It's a lot of respectable people. Yes, yes, yes. We're having our, our cocktails in here as we speak, you know, celebrating this wonderful weekend pride there's a lot we've almost to the end of the week there's going to be the festival going on today until later this evening and then we'll have the parade kicking off later tonight the only nighttime parade in the northeast and then and that is such a great idea i love yeah. it because early you get a good mix of people and i have a feeling as the day goes on it's going to get more turned up and the crowd will slowly shift into nighttime people well you know all sorts of folks it is because like now you have your like daytime your families your kids everybody is you know respectable as you say but then about four five six you know it's gonna turn up a little bit when we yes. get down there you know we gonna be lit so it's gonna i'm gonna, it's gonna be gonna a lady <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a lady. I'm going to be know why, like a lady. Why these Girl, lies? all types of ladies. That's all I'm going to say. There's all types <laughs> of ladies. Uh-huh. 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 A good mix. Good, good mix. So next, in the next hour, we are going to hear more from Nia and Ness. We're going to check in with Sadu and Kari Moore at Brooklyn Pride. I'm curious. What's the food situation like? There's supposed to be some food trucks down there. I'm curious to know what I can put in my mouth. So, so, other than, right you know here. what? <clears throat> yeah. 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 The thing I can put in my mouth. I'm curious about that. <laughs> I'm talking about food. I'm talking about food. You know, there's some food oh, we trucks know, down we there. Oh, we know what food you're talking about, And I want to know what the food situation know, is like. We know how you get your meals, girl. Empanadas, girl. We buy Borgata empanadas. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the 10 next to us. Oh, yeah. There's empanadas next to us? Right next to us. Oh, that's dangerous. Like, yeah, right next to us. And we're across the, uh, the way from the Chinese restaurant. I don't know, Chinese. Japanese, Japanese restaurant, girl. They're giving us the last nasty look. I'm like, mm. Ooh, no, you did not. You that's did so not misidentify this. <laughs> I did just misidentify the race, didn't I? I didn't read. Oh, God, I did that. You know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, you've been under a lot of duress. There's a lot. I'm under a lot of duress. I'm stressed. <laughs> I'm not drunk. <laughs> well, you should be working on that. Mm-hmm. Girl, you should be You should be already yeah. in a bottle or something, you know. Well, because, you know, I can't get in a bottle of anything right now because, um, you know we're online. We're live, but you know we got to keep and I uh, got to keep drinking slowly, honey. Yes, we have to keep a decorum about us. We do have a whole hour, and you're out in public. Bitch, when? No, but she's in public. <laughs> she, she is in public. She is. Let's see if we can talk to somebody. Hold on, I'm walking with Miss Kari here. We're gonna take yes. a little uh, stroll. There's a piece of trade right there, girl. Ooh. You want to say hi? No. <laughs> oh, that little that's his wife and his children. Never mind. Oh no. Never mind. Wait, honey. no. We're that's not talk to her. <laughs> Drew, 
Um, Some wait, wait, what? <laughs> Lesbian jewelry? You know what? I, you know, I said what I said. Oh, so you know what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Um, we have the Democrats for Brooklyn. Um, we have um, gays for Trump. No, shut up! Oh, I'm the real. Oh, I'm I, I can't. We have the mozzarella people. We're crossing the street here. There's two lovely, you know, lesbians of a certain age, honey. Welcome. We have authentic Mexican grill, honey. Chicken, beef, pork, al pasta. Oh, see, I'm I'm hungry <laughs> now. Yes, yeah, so we That's are going to be joined with you in the next hour. We're going to check back. We have okay. to do a station identification, and we'll be coming right back here on Queer State right. of Mind. So stay tuned, everyone. All right. This is yeah. Queer State of Mind, live on Radio Free Brooklyn, New York City's home for LGBTQ news and talk, powered by the Queer Minded Radio Network. Join the conversation live on Twitter at QSOMNYC and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Queer State of Mind. And send us your news tips, announcements, and events to Queer State of Mind NYC at gmail.com. Welcome back to Queer State of Mind, live on Radio Free Brooklyn. It is 1 p.m. We are celebrating Brooklyn Pride live here. Hey, Sadu is live with us at the state or at the festival in Park Slope. How you doing, girl? Girl, I'm fine, girl. We turned around because the sun was hot, girl. We came back in the shade. Didn't know what we <laughs> I can't. The shade is where the she lives. The shade is where she lives. As she is joined in the field with Miss Kari Kerning, yes. who is out there in daytime paint for us here at Queer State of Mind. We're so thankful it. for her. Yeah, you know, trying to be right with the Lord, honey. Yeah. Make sure we do this right, you know. Yes. Uh, your husband's over here working his ass off, honey. I'm so proud of him trying to get our little thing uh, up. You know, our, so the people know who our little are, visuals, you know? yes, I appreciate yeah, him so honey. much. You know, I got a few. Uh, I, I should have brought my. I forgot my cards, girl. You know, I actually so forgot my cards. I have a few in my wallet, but I don't. Mine was. I know. Not to give it to the trade. We're messy. We. So I can't know, believe you know. Who so I know, giving that free stuff. It is Brooklyn Pride weekend, and we have been celebrating. Really, we, it's Brooklyn Pride week. We've been celebrating all week, and we have got. A great interview with Nia and Ness coming up later in the show. We've got Sadu down at the festival with Kari Kerning. So we've got another hour of craziness going on for y'all. We're going to play some more music. And so Sadu and Kari, I am curious. Y'all was talking about the boys earlier. Have more boys arrived? What's the men's situation like down there? The men's situation is wonderful. Kari, have you seen any men, real men, not the lesbian men? The real you are having issues with the lesbians there. We love lesbians. We love we everybody do. on the spectrum. With lesbians, girl, I love the Lesbonesians, honey. I've been to Lesbonesia a few times. Listen, there's certain types of men, and Sadie's a man that can only think of one thing at once, and right now, it's not lesbians. <laughs> he supports everybody, but he is solely focused on a specific type of person. Yeah, he, he's got his, his sights set. Sight set on something. So I mean, I think that's called a sexual predator, but we're gonna let her live a fantasy. Oh, oh. I mean, you know, sometimes it be I, it's not just, I just you that. know what we don't. Whoop, shut up. <laughs> 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 so, Carl, tell me, what do you have going on this weekend? Are you gonna be out and about this weekend? 
Well, you know, I'm I'm off duty this weekend, so I'm just out exploring. Yes. It's my first time at Brooklyn Pride, and I'm yes. so happy to be here. So yes. I'm get into some trouble. Yes. You know? You're usually uptown, girl. You don't get to come down to Brooklyn too often. Hang out with us no, down but it's here. No, a whole new world. I feel like a Disney movie. I want to burst down the song ah. because this is just exciting. Ooh, can we have like a half naked man on a rug come through singing? Ooh, yes. Girl, I could be here for some other man. With me, there's always that. Come on. That, that, yeah, that's true. That's true. You collect. <laughs> I, it's so exciting that we live in a city that has what five different prides. It's, I mean, it incredible. might be if you include like New Jersey and Connecticut, it's even more than that. Like, well, no, that not. was not shady. Not, that was because we're talking about. New York. <laughs> I was being shady, not you. but no, I mean, even then, there's like various. You know, there's there is there's there's the Borough Prize, there's the Big Manhattan Pride, there's a lot of ways to celebrate Pride. But we can include Jersey. They're a part of. They're a part yeah, of the metro area. We are we are lucky to live in a place that has so many different queer people doing so many different things. It's exciting. Absolutely. Oh yeah, my god. This Jersey place you speak of. I can't. Even did you get to see did you look on Google Maps today? If you look on Google Maps today, the Pride route for Brooklyn Pride is mapped in rainbow. So like if you look I'm at post that and then you can Facebook Pride reaction it. Yeah. It's a good day on the internet for gay pride. Let it is a it is a good internet. We it's a good thing you brought that up what? because if you haven't noticed, there is a rainbow flag reaction now on Facebook and I've been reacting I've been rainbow flagging every motherfucker. I know, thing. right? Now I wish I wish there was like an angry one. Oh my god. I gotta have to leave. What happened? This makes no sense. Uh oh. Mm-mm-mm. She's feeling something. I know we a gay festival, girl. Why didn't you tell me I was doing a gay festival? Oh, girl, I forgot. I didn't put it in the memo. You did, girl? I thought I did. I thought I included no, it in the memo. Honey. <laughs> That's the reaction. That's, <laughs> That's one option. Well, we're just going to keep talking, honey. I we did it finally, girl. I can't. If you want me, I could go talk to some people ahead of time and prep them for you to come over and accost them if you want. Yes. Do you, do you want me to talk to Act Up or do you want me yes. to talk to... Okay, here. I'm going to go chat with them. So we're going to check in with Kari and with Sadu later on in the show. But I wanted to play you... The second part of this interview with Nia and Ness, and we get into a little bit more about their music and why they are inspired to create what they create and some of the influences um, and, and experiences living as a black lesbian couple that's, you know, performing this art. So here's the second part of our interview with Nia and Ness here on Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. You're listening to Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn, and we are live at Brooklyn Pride. We were joined on the phone yesterday by Nia and Ness, and we have them to share a little bit more about their creative process and what it's like to be creating as a black lesbian couple in this day and age in the Trump administration in America right now. You know, we want to talk, listening to you talk in the last interview, I'm really curious to know you know, from your perspective, what's it been like over the last few months just living, you know, in this experience where there's been so much political change and really, you know, beyond the last few months, it's really been a couple of years where we've seen this kind of shift um, in gaining rights in some, but losing rights or not really having rights in in other regards. So can you talk about how that's influenced you and kind of where you are personally with just America right now? Yeah, I feel like <laughs> it's it's been interesting because some parts I feel like 
like we said, kind of haven't changed because when you are a black person in America, especially if you are an out LGBT person who is a person of color living in America, it's always been hard every single day leaving the house and just living your life is hard. So I feel like while Trump being elected was one of the worst things that could ever happen, I feel like being black has has just never it's it's always been an issue. It's always been a problem that the way black people are treated, the way black people are being killed, which was before Trump was even in office. But I feel like with Trump being elected, a lot of people now are a lot more vocal about their hate and dislikes of people of color and LGBT people. Um, people are a lot more open to just say whatever they want to say to whoever they want to say. Um, at my part-time job I worked at, I had a white gay male talk really poorly about Latino people to me. And I was just standing there, and I was just like, you, you know I'm a black person, correct? Like, this is not, this is not okay. <laughs> so I feel like people are a lot more comfortable to say whatever they want to say now than behind. Like, I feel like back in the day, it was behind closed doors or not really posted on social media as much. But now I feel like everybody's, like, it's a free-for-all. Yeah. No, I definitely agree with you. I think there's, like, there's more urgency now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like you said, I mean, we created a piece about it mm-hmm. um, called Tia, where we talk about, you know, the Trump selection is what I'll call it, because he really didn't get elected by the yeah. American people. Um, you know, we talk about how this has been going on. These issues have been going on forever. <laughs> and it's like now white America is upset, and so now they want everybody else to be on board with their upset. And, yeah, we've been upset, though. Mm-hmm. Like, this has been our lives every day. Um, you're just now seeing it and understanding it. Um, we're going to fight, but we need to know that when all is said and done, in four years, eight years, whatever, you're going to still fight for us. So there's definitely a lot of feelings um, for me and for you about this. Um, I have something else I want to say, and I cannot remember, so maybe it'll come back and I'll, <laughs> and I'll say it. But, um, yeah. So thinking about how, you know, that, that experience you, um, you know, talking about getting, you know, with a white gay male and, and we've, the racism in the gay community, we've so many think pieces, we've all experienced it as, as queer people of color, queer black people. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Beyond that, you know, how important is it now for us to create our own, you know, ways to tell stories, to do things like what you're doing, which is, you know, putting your experience into your art. And it's a uniquely black lesbian experience that you have, you know, the two of you, because it's coming from your relationship. You know, talk about the importance of doing that now. Oh, yeah, it's it's definitely important. And I think um, that's one of the things that Trump's selection approved. Um you know, now you have people that are coming out of the woodworks and they're like, oh, you know, they're blatantly just saying things, doing things. Um, like, they're not, they're not hiding anymore. <laughs> so you have to face it head on, you know. Um, yeah, I, just, I feel like it's so important for our stories as queer people of color to be told and heard because 
they aren't being told enough. And if, you know, we can't wait for them to be told, we have to tell them. We have to get out there and speak, dance, sing, play music, like share our story because they need, they need, they need to be told because we need to make people listen. People need to listen because we need to make a change. It's been way too long. We've all been through way too much, and we need to make a change. So we need to speak. Yeah, I think um, it's something that we were talking about, too, a couple of months ago, about how people of color, um, and I'll say queer people, too, naturally, I think we are artists. Yeah. You know, we talk about this because in order to make it in this society the way it is, if it's, an, it's an art. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you have to be creative. And so I think definitely just tapping into whatever creative passions that we have at this time is going to transform things. Definitely. Um, you know, talking about the intersection of blackness and queerness, being black lesbian people, I think that's where, you know, we, there's so much to be heard, yet we don't hear enough. A lot of Mm -hmm. these stories don't get to, you know, where we can hear and we can learn from them. I'm Mm -hmm. curious to know what do you believe America needs to know from the perspective of, you know, black queer women? What is it important for, you know, especially other queer people to know that may not understand the uniqueness of that intersectional identity? Wow, that's a really good question. Yeah, it's, it's, I feel like it's a different, like, the queer LGBT struggle, I feel like, is different than the black struggle. And I think acknowledging that at first, a lot of times people like to compare and contrast the two, and they're their own separate things. We are just dealing with both of these, yeah. <laughs> all of these things, as, as well as being women, um, and also what that means of being a woman. Um, I feel like it's having these conversations, sitting down and like really listening to what we're saying, and not trying to compare or say, like, you know, which one is worse, which one's better, really hearing what we're saying and what we're going through, because... We know we're being treated a certain way because we are women. We know we're being treated a certain way because we're black. We know we're being treated a certain way because we are lesbians. We know these things are happening. So don't try to belittle our experiences. That happens too. We'll explain to someone, especially a non-person of color or a non-queer person or a non-person of color who is not queer, (laughs) and try to fix what we've gone through. And they'll be like, oh, no, you know. It wasn't because of that. It was because of, you know, they were having a bad day or something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, like, we have been doing, I've been dealing with it for 24 years. Ness has been dealing with it for 29 years. We know what we're talking about. We know what we're going through. Because we deal with something every single day. As soon as we leave the house, and even if we don't leave the house, if we're online looking at the comment section under a video, which we know we shouldn't look at the comment section, but, but we do anyway, and we end up getting it. angry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> words. I always do it to myself. Yeah. I don't know why. But I feel like also, too, in a lot of the shows Ness and I have been in, we tend, and I will say 90% of the shows we've been in, we are the minority. Um, 
especially when it comes to people of color. Um, it's very rare that we are in a show where there's predominantly um, people of color, black people. The first show we did where that was the case was Queer Abstract, which happens on every third Friday of the month at Star Bar in Bushwick, Brooklyn, um, curated by Shannon Mateski. And it, it is strictly for queer people of color, performers. And having that experience of performing for a beautiful black and brown audience was like nothing I've ever experienced, yeah. ever. Um, having the show, all the entire show be curated of people of color was, queer people of color was incredible. Um, and I feel like we need, we need more of that. We need to have more black and brown people in performances. I'm still figuring out, we're still figuring out, is it that we aren't applying to these shows? And if so, why? And, or are we not being chosen? Because sometimes Neff and I will look at shows that we've gotten, you know, our rejection letter from, because that's going to happen. But we'll look at who they chose, and then we're like, oh, okay, so they're, it's basically an entirely white show that is full of abstract art. And yeah. it's like, okay, I can see why we weren't chosen for this show, but I feel like it would be good to have a person. It doesn't have to be us. It can be another black or brown artist telling their story. Yeah. You know, and I feel like when people are curating shows, they need to think about that. Like, don't just have women. Don't just have queer people. Don't just have, like, have, make it, make shows more inclusive. And, and if they're not applying, Reach out. Look for people. Yeah. And I think that in those shows, like, what you're talking about makes me think about how we're really, we're outsiders in a lot of our communities. And I think that's what happens when you're intersectional. Yeah. You're always going to be an outsider and you have to kind of be comfortable, become comfortable or stay uncomfortable, but learn how to work with it, you know, because it's going to happen. Like, there's not one place we can go where we actually... And even when we're around black and brown people, I mean, we're in a relationship as a dark-skinned, light-skinned person. I don't see that that often. You know, I don't, I don't always see us reflected. So we have that perspective to bring, even in those spaces. So, yeah. yeah. It gets deep, doesn't it? It really gets deep. Yeah. How do you care? How do you self-care? Not only, well, how do you self-care and how do you relationship care? Um, dealing with all of these things. <laughs> well, we love wine. We love wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is super helpful. Um, every, we have month anniversary, so mm-hmm. on the 12th of every month, we do something special, whether it's going to a movie, or, you know, just ordering food in, or getting a shared bottle of wine, and yeah. shopping, or something, or performing. We definitely mm-hmm. do on a month anniversary, but we definitely make time to honor the fact that we're in a relationship and that we love each other very much. And having, like, conversations and really listening to one another has been really helpful for, like, relationship care. Yeah. Um, because we have our own personal experiences as well as shared experiences, I feel like talking about all those is so important. Um, for me, personally, like, my self-care, I have started to journal. I literally bring a journal with me, like, everywhere. So if I'm, like, at work or I'm on the subway and I'm feeling 
like down or something like that, like I'll write it out. And that's been really healing for me. And like I said, like my one glass of wine every night <laughs> has been much lovely. Um, also music. Mm-hmm. I've recently this year I like deleted my old Spotify account and created a new one because I was feeling that some of the music I was listening to, like listening to the actual work is really toxic. Um, some of the music out can be really, really toxic and realizing what I was putting into my brain, my body was horrendous. So I deleted my old Spotify account, got a new one and like redid my entire like playlist pretty much. And so I have more positive and more like music makes me really, really feel good about who I am and myself and like what I'm listening to every day. You know, I never even thought about that, like, Spotify purge. Because I have music that I've had (laughs) since, like, I got a Spotify account. And I'm like, I don't listen to a lot of this stuff. I listen to, like, the one playlist. Might be time for a music Spotify purge. You should try it. Yeah. I might have to do that. So, Nia and Ness, thank you so much for joining us. Make sure to check them out on the 9th Street stage at Brooklyn Pride at the festival right here. And they'll be on at 3.55. And they might even come and join us for a Facebook Live. So check that out on our Facebook page as well. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. Um, How can the fans get a hold of you if they want to see you or follow you? Well, they can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Nia Ness, um, N-I-A-N-D-N-E-S-S. Also, we have our website, which is NiaNess.com, and you can email us at NiaNess at email.com. Yes. Thank you so much again for joining us on Queer State of Mind. Thank you for having Okay, I think. So, yes, welcome back. We have Act Up with us here right now, and they are going to tell us a little bit about themselves. So, tell us a little bit about your organization. Yeah, sure. So, um, Act Up is now celebrating our 30th anniversary. Um, we've been um, the first organization to to combat um, HIV-AIDS policy and um, prevention work. So we're here at Brooklyn Pride, and we have a conference that's happening next Sunday, actually, that talks about some of the hidden stories about people of color in the movement and um, drug using in the movement and um, our our elders who, like, really marked what HIV activism is here today. So we're really excited about that. We're excited about marching in um, the resistance and pride. And, yeah, happy pride. And we also have Andrew here. I'm going to let Andrew tell you a little bit more. Um, Andrew, how did you get involved with ACT UP? And uh, what do you think you guys are bringing, you know, to uh, the movement? Um, Well, I'm a founding member of ACT UP. Wonderful. So I was there at the beginning. Um, in 1987 and um, the sad truth is that many of the things that we fought to deal with uh, still exist medications now that are out of price for so many people um, 
One of the things that happened through our experience in the epidemic is learning that the epidemic isn't just about HIV and AIDS. It's about everything that's broken in our society. That means housing, gender bias, ageism, racism. And um, so we, as I sometimes say, working and fighting in the epidemic is an incredible learning experience. How do you feel like about the issues that are they're still persisting? How does that make you feel? How do I feel about which? The issues, just in general, that is still um, persisting. Well, one of the things that's very true is that there's a disproportionately high rate of new infections among black and Latino men in particular, and blacks and Latinos in general. So this is um, a very serious problem, and we're always looking for new ways to reach out and get everyone included in the fold. We're having an all-day event at the LGBT Center a week from Sunday, a week from tomorrow, uh, which will include a free lunch. And we're going to be talking and showing about things that have been overlooked in the epidemic and in the work that we've done. The Latino Caucus, um, intravenous drug users, um, all kinds of issues that haven't been as commonly presented to the public as they ought to have been. So we want to correct that. We're looking to have uh, people who've been involved come by and participate, and also people who are brand new and want to learn more about this and how they can contribute because one of the things I've learned in the epidemic is no matter who you are, no matter what your background is, if you care about this, just come on down and join us. We need you. ACT UP also meets every Monday night, 7 o'clock at the LGBTQ Center, and there is a, there's a seat for you there. Thank you very, very much, Andrew. So you guys, please come down to Brooklyn Pride and come hang with us. We're actually about, uh, ACT UP is on 6th and 5th, just right. So come and see them and learn more. Andrew will be here. He can tell you a little bit more about the situation and everything that's going on. And you and, uh, and we, you can call him Andy. And so right now, thank you so much, Andrew. And we look forward to actually having you on the show to sit in studio and actually have a full discussion about what's going on. I will be so honored to hear about your experience as an elder in a community who has seen so much change. You know, yes. Yes, we have Miss Robin here now. Hey, girl. Hey, darling. I am here in my rainbow dress, honey, representing, honey, Brooklyn Pride, honey. Yes, child. Let's walk back over over here to the little thing up here. Yes, girl. So it's very nice. Oh, since you know everybody here. But Act Up is very wonderful. So we are now back here walking around. The festival is picking up picking up a lot, lot more, so, um, you know, so, it's time, so let's get uh, some more music going on right here, so we're going to play some more music, so we can hear you guys, and then we'll be back to tell you a little bit more about what's going on down here at Brooklyn Pride. I never 
listening to Queer State of Mind, New York City's home for queer people of color to gather and talk. Stay connected with all the tea and more. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash queerstateofmind and follow us on Twitter at QSOMNYC. Welcome back to Queer State of Mind live on Radio Free Brooklyn. Before we rejoin Kari and Robin at the Brooklyn Pride Festival, I want to let you know of a recruitment event that's coming up here and June 16th through 17th. It is with START Treatment and Recovery Centers. And at START, they believe that the best way to treat people is the right way to treat people. They have committed themselves to being the organization that will support transformation for better futures with clinics and adolescent care. Their mission is to serve and educate the community and leverage research for the betterment of those they serve. 
Start is hiring talented candidates such as nurse positions, RNs, nurse practitioners, physicians assistants, counselors, clinic directors, internship experience, and more at their Treatment and Recovery Center's Career Fair. It's on June 16th from 3.30 to 7 p.m. and Saturday, June 17th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. That's located at 937 Fulton Street in Brooklyn. You can enjoy light refreshments and meet with the hiring managers. They say to dress to impress and bring a copy of your resume and any licenses or credentials that you may have. If you want more information, you can find that out at startny.org. So we're going to join back live with Kari and Robin at Brooklyn Pride. How y'all doing, girls? Honey, we are doing fabulous, honey. It is an amazing day. The weather held out. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, and everybody is here. It's a fabulous time. Isn't it, Miss Carrie? Oh, I'm having a blast. I'm, I've been running around between booths, and I saw the Act Up booth, the Democrats booth, and the Maple Syrup booth. And the Maple Syrup is my favorite, bitch, because I will just eat. So, you know, are, we got all types here. Are they you giving away Maple Syrup? Are you getting, like, samples? I, are, you a, are you a police officer? Because you have to tell me if you are. I, I am not. I, I, I paid for this bottle. You don't, I don't know what you're saying. Ooh. Ooh. I'm just saying. I want a sample of some Maple Syrup. Well, you know something? I did see someone go up coming around with, they had like a maple syrup. It was some kind of like dessert, something with the maple syrup. It was kind of whipped up. Yes, yeah, so they are giving away samples, honey. And the HA, uh, AHF uh, booth is here, honey. And they've got racks and racks of clothes with sequins and stuff, honey. I got to get on over there. Oh, they got some. See, see I need like, my outfit is not bling enough. I need more pride in my outfit. I need some more exactly. something. I'm kind of muted. I got a salmon color shirt on. I'm going to need to get me something that's a little more festive well you know what they say about pride pride and halloween are the two birthdays for drag queens so if you have not done drag yet i think walking down to that booth and picking out some cute outfits and then you put a face on for tonight and you are set could be a new birthday it could be it could be that might be interesting <laughs> i don't know if we haven't i didn't bring no razors girl game, right yeah I, you know i'm thinking about it you know it's been a long time since this face has seen any makeup you know many many moons many 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 moons so what is, I'm curious to know about what, y'all, we didn't talk about the food, we didn't talk about some of the booths. Um, what is, what else is around us? We have AHF next door to us. What are some of the other things that are around us? And the festival goes for like nine blocks. We got Bogota Latino empanadas, just in case you get hungry. Because as my mama said, you got to feed the alcohol. Well, yeah. Okay. You do. Yes. You do. Well, I'm excited about these empanadas. So, you know, a lot of yes. people talk about pride right and we you know some people become kind of disconnected and i'm kind of i want to hear from you and carrie about what are your thoughts about the importance of pride right now you know as we're in the trump administration and people are still we're still fighting for rights what is what is the importance of these celebrations well i think it's important to come together um, to remember that you are part of a community because sometimes in New York City it can be very easy to feel isolated and to become isolated. Um, as we're all a moving target, sometimes we don't even talk to our own friends or see our own friends for six months at a time because we're all grinding, you know, doing uh, two, working two or three jobs. So I think it's important to come together to remember that there is someone who has your back. Um, and that's very important to take you through the rest of the day and the rest of the, the year and the rest of the time. Um, even when you don't physically, uh, not physically in someone's presence, you know that spiritually they are here for you. And that's why days like today are very important. 
Absolutely. And you know, part's about history, too, because so often we are in our own little age groups, our own little gender groups. So, you know, your group of friends, they're all a certain way. But when you're at Pride, everybody's here. There's so much diversity, and you can remember the things we've accomplished, but then also the things we still need to fight for. So you're exposed to people that on a normal day you might not have as close a connection with, but you're reminded that we're family, we're together, and it gives you some perspective, which I think is good. I think we all need a little perspective sometimes. We always need to kind of reconnect with community, and especially right yeah. now where we are, you know, people are trying to break apart our community and trying to, you know, take away people's rights to existence and on many different, not even just sexuality in, in many different fronts. What is the energy yeah. like down there? Can you tell me a little bit about what kind of the, the energy is, uh, the atmosphere uh, at the festival? Well, listen, everybody's happy. The energy's up. You know, I mean, everyone is here to enjoy the day. You know, no one is, is in, concerned about, about uh, Trump or anything else that's going on. And the other thing, too, that we have to keep in mind, I know there's a lot of uh, focus on this new administration, but we always have to remember that it's always been about ordinary people doing extraordinary things that bring about change. We've never been able to rely on politicians, whoever has been in office. You know, the civil rights uh, legislation was actually already written by the time it got to Washington. All the uh, the folks up there did was cross a couple of T's and dot a couple of I's. So all the fighting and the bloodshed has already been done. Um, and with the uh, gay rights movement, it was not a politicians who were sipping three or three had a three lunch martini to, and decided let's give the gay folks some rights. You know, it was the folk down at the Stonewall Inn who got sick and tired of the bull and decided to fight. So again, it's ordinary people doing extraordinary things and we still have to be the foot just to bring about change, whether it's Trump or whoever's in office, and we just have to remember that. I am glad to say that with the Trump administration being in place, people have gotten more involved, because for a long time, people were too happy with the status quo, and as long as it didn't touch their little world or they were okay, they didn't care what was going on down the street or down the way from them. So I'm glad that everybody's involved and active and aware of what the hell's going on. Okay, and keeping their eyes and ears open and keeping their feet moving. Absolutely. It has awakened more people and the more people, you know, that the term woke is becoming kind of cliche now, but people, more people are paying attention. More people are talking about what's happening and it is, it has kind of catalyzed people to pay more attention, which is a good thing. So I want to take a little bit of time to make sure people know, again, we're broadcasting live from Brooklyn Pride and we're going to be down there all day. It's going on in Park Slope between 1st and 9th Streets and 5th Avenue, so you can come check it out all day. Come down and visit us. The Twilight Pride Parade starts at 7.30 p.m., so we're going to be marching at night. And then tomorrow, there is another equality rally in solidarity with the equality rally that's going to be held in Washington and in cities all across the country and around the world in support of LGBT rights. And that is a rally in candlelight vigil. It also commemorates the first anniversary of Pulse, and it's in the field behind the old stone house. So we will, and that's at Washington Park. So there's a lot going on. It's Pride Weekend. We have to celebrate, but we also have to remember all the people that blazed the trails before us and helped to build what rights we have so far and enable us to pave the way to build more rights in the future. So we're going to check back in with everybody at Brooklyn Pride in just a few moments and round out our show. We're almost at the end of our hour here. 
on Queer State of Mind. I'm so glad everybody joined us for this Brooklyn Pride special. We want to do more specials like this, and we want to keep Brooklyn Pride and Queer State of Mind and Radio Free Brooklyn going. So you can do that by donating to various different avenues. You can donate to Brooklyn Pride at brooklynpride.org. You can donate to us at Radio Free Brooklyn um, at radiofreebrooklyn.org by clicking on the big green pledge button. So we could not have Pride without playing a little bit of Miss RuPaul and some supermodels. So we're going to play that, and we're going to come back, and we're going to close out this Pride Extravaganza, Brooklyn Pride, Radio Free Brooklyn, Queer State of Mind. We'll be right back. Once upon a time, there was a little black girl in the Brewster Projects of Detroit, Michigan. At 15, she was spotted by an Ebony Fashion Fair talent scout, and her modeling career took off. You better work.
have one thing to say. You better work. Yes, you better work. We are back. We are live. This is Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. We got the whole gang, everybody online now. Yes, they do. What she said? Guess who just walked up to us? Guess who just walked up to us? Who? Eddie from AHS. Well, hello. Say hi, Eddie. Hey. How are uh, you? He was going to come on and do and do an interview and talk about AHF. We only have a couple more minutes. Does he want to give a quick shout out while he's there? Yes. Give a quick shout out to AHF so, you know, everybody knows, like, you know, what's going on with you guys right now. Hey, guys. Uh, we're here uh, testing at Brooklyn Pride on um, 5th and 5th. Um, we've got the pop-up shop for Out of the Closet. We got some great outfits, great pieces. Come stop by, get tested. We're giving out free phone chargers and these amazing One Community uh, t-shirts for New York City. Come on out. The water is warm. They say they got some... That voice, he sounds so far. I'm I'm not with him now, you know, but listen to the voice from far away, Lord Jesus. I almost almost try to touch him right now. I'm not going to lie. Tell him, well, tell him I'll be there in about an hour. I'm on my way. Oh, I got to go so I can touch him. Goodbye. Uh-uh. <laughs> we still on the I'm air for another ready. two minutes. So, yeah, uh, final yeah. thoughts from our guest co-host, Kari and Robin. We got a couple oh, more minutes Ms. left. Kari, come right here, honey. Your final thoughts about, honey, she is the mascot for Radio Free, honey. She is all the way, honey. You know, thank you so much, Emily Seymour, for our stars. <laughs> Your final thoughts, girl. Girl, pride is important. Community is important. So y'all better come out today. That's all. Uh, Robin is not here because she had to go buy a sequin blouse. Yes, she did. I am going to go to Dubai. Yes, she did. A sequin blouse. I. She really did. She was raving about the clothes at the out of the closet. Yes, she was. Um, pop up shop. Is that free sample? Is that girl? Go give me a free sample. Yes, God, Ty. No, you fine. Oh, yes, free sample. Oh, all right. That sounds good. So it is almost the end of our Brooklyn Pride special shows. We have been bringing you all kinds of content over the past weekend. We're excited to get out to the festival and party. We want to thank everybody at AHF for their wonderful partnership. We want to thank Brooklyn Pride, Jamie and Mickey for all of their support. We want to thank Radio Free Brooklyn for all of their support and getting us on the air Mm -hmm. for not one, but two, three shows for Brooklyn Pride this year. So we are so excited and we are excited to be back again next year. So thanks so much for joining us in this special edition of Queer State of Mind live from Brooklyn Pride. Again, I'm Ori Givens joined by Seydou Carmo in the field and Deron Dalton here in the studio and Kari Kerning and Robin Camille live at Brooklyn Pride. Thanks so much for joining us, everyone. Now it's time to party. So come down to Brooklyn Pride with us, y'all. Yay! Goodbye. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Ha ha ha!